All right. Hi, everyone. We're live. We're live. Okay. This is, this is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be real fun. Because <laughs> just the conversation we had before the live yes. <laughs> says that this is going to be really, really good. Right? Yes. I hope yeah. you guys are all hearing us and seeing us. Let us know in the comments if you are not yeah. for some reason. Yeah, please let us know in the comments if you all are hearing us. Um, yeah, once once everything is good, we get the ball rolling. Okay. Um, welcome again to another episode of Legacy of the King podcast. Yes, episode ten. Episode ten. Right, we already spoke about why this is episode ten and not episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> right, but we're here and we're live again. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So today's topic is should women be a, ma a man's priority when single what an interesting topic what an interesting topic and this time we actually have some help yes if if you if everyone has been following us on our socials you know we have a a guest today mm -hmm. but before we introduce our guest just a reminder guys please subscribe like, like subscribe and share, and share. And okay. you could also leave comments. Leave your comments and we'll see how best we could answer, if we could answer them at all, because yes. we don't know everything, all right? Yes, and also we may respond in the comment section itself or we may respond in an episode afterwards, After, yeah. depending on the type of conversation required. Yeah, all right. So, time to introduce. Yes, right? before, before, before we introduce, mm -hmm. right, I know we, we're excited, yeah. <laughs> you know, really excited. Yeah. Um, I just want to say to each of you, a very special welcome again, right? Thanks for joining us for another, yet another conversation, yet another episode, as Ron said, right? And I would also like to give a special acknowledgement today, right, um, and how fitting it is, because I'd like to say a very special and warm happy anniversary right to my parents mom and dad right today is their 34th wedding anniversary what right? plenty so, years boy plenty years together. plenty years so this this is a really fitting <laughs> very fitting episode yes. that's good that's good right so congrats to you both mm -hmm. <laughs> right so like we mentioned in our promo video. If you don't know who this person is, you have been living under, under a rock. rock. All right, Patrick. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> this man really needs no introduction, but we'll do it anyway. He is the host of Digipreneur FM podcast. He is the foremost Caribbean business strategist. He's your go-to for tips on how to start your business, how to carry your business online, how to uh, receive money from foreign clients, uh, how to improve your brand, how to improve your image. Mm -hmm. Anything you could think of, this man is the go-to guy. How to monetize. How to monetize, how to monetize any, any, of the, any of your hobbies, passions, anything. Right? He, he has been... He is an ambassador for Flow, and he is a role model to all of our, all of us, the content creators across the Caribbean. Yes. So, 
without further delay. Well, before even even at that, we just um promo video or promo video for this episode, guys. Again, he Karen is someone that both Ron and I, when we grew up, we, we want to be just cut. like him, <laughs> right? So, without further ado, yes, please welcome Mr. Karen Rose. Boom, bang, bang, <laughs> Yo, thank nice, you. Nice. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. How you guys doing today? <laughs> man, we're good, man. Really good, really good. We could be better. And nice, yourself. nice. I see as 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 you guys as you guys reached out to me, man. I just seen the topic. I laughed. I'm like, oh Lord, they're gonna they're gonna bring me into this one. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the one. This is the <laughs> one. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe, right? The, I I thought of you for this topic when I actually saw one of your stories. It was, yeah, it was it was a story in black and white, and you were you were doing work, and the the writing that came up was something like, uh, if you can't understand the life of an entrepreneur, then you can't be with someone like me. Some something along those. It was kind of a, a entrepreneur dating kind of thing, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like, yeah, it was diving into. Um, it was a lady saying, if you find a good guy. And mm-hmm. you know, you meet him and he's at peace and he's doing his thing and he's building his brand, he's building his business. You know, unless you're coming to something with a table and you're and you want to be serious, mm-hmm. if not, you know, don't waste his time. Leave him in peace or he will yeah. lead you in pieces, right? Yeah. And yeah. I remember I remember hearing that audio and I was like, man, I was working too. I was I was I took I was working, took a little break, was on TikTok, and then I heard the audio and I was like, ah, this is the one. There's no one right here. So now that that's perfect, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So before before we actually get into to that aspect of the of the episode, yeah, I wanna you know get to get to know a little bit about you, you know your background, how you got everything started, and things like that. All right. Yeah, no problem. All right, cool. So the first question I have is. What's your issue with Unilever, boy? <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You didn't clean my clothes good, man. I got pissed off one day and I said, nah, this, I threw out the whole bag of breeze, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I actually, I actually have, I have no issue with them, man. I just feel like I just feel like we're in a space where from employers, you know, employers are doing a lot of crazy things. You know, one thing that, you know, I I guess even with that situation with with Unilever, what a lot of people don't know is that I'm a digital consultant and I work with a lot of these brands behind the scenes. So when I see brands doing madness and, you know, when you're working with them and they're quick to say, we have no budget. Or hey, can we can we work on the price? Or you know, you always hear these things. Sales are slow. They don't have the budget. They don't have the money. We're talking big corporations, but mm-hmm. then you have money to do madness, mm-hmm. and exactly. not, that's not just limited to them. That's a lot of companies here. You you somehow find the money to do madness, 
But when it comes time to pay proper professionals to help you execute something, there's always a sob story as to why they can't pay you, right? And that's something that happens a lot in Trinidad. So when I seen that, it, there was just no alignment whatsoever. And I had waited a week and change before I said anything to see him because I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'm not just going to jump on it. People have lives. People are going to be doing other things. Let's see what comes out of it. And I realized, wait a minute, nothing came out of nothing. Let me say something now. And then that's when people started to realize that it picked up traction only after I said something. And I think the point that some people got it, some people didn't, but it only became known after I said something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I got no problem with them. I got no problem with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just, we were just kidding. Like we know, we know you don't have any issues with them, man. So, um, liquid breeze, eh? liquid breeze. Yeah, liquid breeze. <laughs> liquid breeze. <laughs> yeah. So, um, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. You go ahead first. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're about to say something. Oh yeah. Well, what I what I wanted to to do is um find out a little bit about um your background because mm-hmm. I noticed that um. Rose isn't your real last name. Mm. So, here's the fun part about that. Rose right. is my last name. So, so here's the thing, right? right? I was born Rose. Okay. Right? All right. When, so, I was born in Trinidad. Born in Trinidad. Me and my mom, we left when I was a couple weeks old. Right? Mm-hmm. And my dad stayed in Trinidad. So, my dad is Rose. Right? Mm-hmm. My dad... Anthony Rose, one of the big guys in Exodus. Uh, Pan mm-hmm. Rose is my, that was my fam, right? That's me. Right? So Rose is my name. I was born Rose. But then when we moved to Canada, it was just me and my mom. And my mm-hmm. at the time, my parents were not together. My parents never ended up being together after that. And because in Canada, my mom is with this baby. Um, under Rose, it made, because I wasn't carrying her last name, doing anything in Canada became a problem. So then mm. she had to officially change my name to McLeish. Mm. And then I carried McLeish for my whole life, right? Mm. And then when I came back, I can't even say when I came back, it wasn't until 2020, mm. because all of my stuff was under McLeish legally, even in the public space. A lot of my public life is under McLeish, right? Mm. And then by 2020, I was like, man, I want to go back to Rose. And then it just works because for branding and every and everything else, it's just easier. Yeah. It just fits. It works. And I have I've always wanted to go back to Rose because I've always hated McLeish. Just people butchering it. I'm in Canada. Nobody, there's no Karens in Canada running around. So people are butchering your first name. They're butchering your last name. And I'm like, oh my God. But but then, yeah, I ended up in in 2020, I ended up going back. I ended up going back to Rose. Um, And all of like my initial documents and stuff from Trinidad, everything is on the Rose. So it just made it a lot easier for me from a legal perspective, but also it works out for branding. Karen Rose is catchy. Um, so yeah, right, so yeah. it is my real name. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I was just—I was making sure because I saw like an email that you sent me. It's like Karen McLeish. Oh, McLeish. Yeah, yeah. I have the—I t- have the two emails. So like, I have like I've been trying to, not trying to, but I send everything from Karen Rose. 
and I send everything out. But sometimes I, I will not, uh, because you have so many emails on your phone, sometimes it goes to another email it sends from that. So if you see that, that's, that's really the reason why. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. what a plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting plot twist. Yeah. So, what, what, year, what year did you come back to Trinidad? What was the yeah. year? And what was the reason? So, October 2013, I came back to Trinidad, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, I was going through a lot of I was going through a lot of stuff that you know is is happening now in Trinidad where you know you have a lot of people who feel like there's there's a, there's a very low ceiling in Trinidad you don't know what to do you there's the opportunities are scarce they're not happening what people don't know or what people don't really consider with Canada is they think of Canada like North America because we see on the map it's bigger than America or same size as America right the difference is is the U.S. has a population of 365 million people. Canada, on the whole, has a population of 34 million people. So there's mm-hmm. more people in the Caribbean than there is in all of Canada, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. And we live in three main cities in Canada, um, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Mm-hmm. That means you are living in a city where opportunities are limited when you mm-hmm. are black as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. limited again right so i was going through a period in my life where a lot of my friends were moving a lot of my friends are moving people are moving to asia people are moving to the states people are moving everywhere and i was going through a period in my life where i'm hanging around the wrong people hanging around the wrong crowds i'm getting in trouble with the law i'm getting into those issues and it just felt like at a point where I needed to make a drastic change if I did not want to end up in a graveyard or end up behind bars. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at, I was looking at moving out to Calgary and working in the oil fields. Cause a lot of my, a lot of my friends had moved out there and they were doing the oil. They were working in the oil fields out there Mm -hmm. and they were like, yo, the money's good. You know, the money's good. Everything is paid for. You could save up and then come back to Toronto and, you know, you have enough money to, to buy a house and whatnot. You know, um, you're working. When they were telling me about the work schedule, the work schedule was, you know, 14 days on, seven days off. Calgary is like minus 30 degree weather in the wintertime. And I'm mm. like, yo, y'all are not saying anything that I want to hear. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing I want to hear. I don't know like the cold. I hated, I hated the wintertime. And I, had that, I had that experience. Oh, I yeah. can definitely attest. Yeah, he lived, in Canada, he lived in Canada for two years. I lived in the U.S. for two years. And man, yeah, I got a yeah, negative yeah. 17 one morning. I was like, I don't need to be in the, on this track team. I really Thanks. don't need to be on this track team. Thanks. I I hated it. That was 28 years of my life. You know, I hated it. And Hmm. when I had the opportunity, so again, I'm at that juncture. I'm like, yo, I need to do something. I need to do something drastic in my life. Either I go, I move out to Calgary and go work. But I'm like, it's too cold. I don't want to do no 14 days on nothing. I don't care Mm -hmm. how you guys try to sell it. And I remembered, (laughs) (laughs) I remembered. I'm like, oh, shoot. I've been talking about moving to Trinidad since about 2006 Mm. and i just never did Mm. and i was like i wonder if this is the time to do it i'm like you know what it's nothing for me to move i'm a dual citizen nothing for me to move let me jump on a plane 
and let me go and spend a year in Trinidad. Let me go relax. Let me go and, you know, get my head in the game. At the time I moved to Trinidad, 10 of my friends from Toronto moved to Trinidad or, or were already living in Trinidad. A lot of them were teachers out in the Maple Leaf Academy, out in Diggle Martin. Okay. Others yeah. were Trini and same thing. They were fed up with Toronto and moved, right? Mm -hmm. So 10 of my friends had moved around the same time as me. So when I came, I wasn't really alone, right? right. And when I came here, I had no idea what to expect. The only thing I know about Trinidad is y'all love to party, y'all love to drink, and that was it, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and the majority of my family lives in Trinidad. So I'm like, man, I'll come out here and I'll spend some time and you know, I'll just I'll just be with fam and, and get to know them and and hang out and it really it really ended up being a situation where it was like a just perfect timing of everything because at that point in my life like i said i i remember going into conversations with my aunt and from 05 where i was saying hey auntie i want to come and live by you and grandma hmm. from 05 i was saying this and she was like well yeah you have your room you know come whenever you're ready and i just never did so when I, when I came, at that point in time, I had picked up a lot of skills. I had worked in telecoms, on Telus Communications, which is like our Digicel. I'd done that for a couple of years. I had worked in other management jobs. And then I did, I worked a couple of years in Apple. And mm. the Apple job just did so much for me, opening my eyes to just the way tech is, the way we're supposed to teach. And that's where I, I, I really got a lot of my teaching uh, skills from and just my frame of mind about teaching about everything that I do um, mm. just came from Apple because I saw, you know, what the teaching did. I saw what being open and being transparent did. Mm. And so when I came here now, I remember going into a uh, a phone store, right? Mm. Won't, we won't give them the, 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 we won't say their name, but the store was, was, was red. It was just red everywhere. And I go into this phone store and I just remember listening to the conversation of the sales reps. And I'm just walking around. I just wanted to see, you know, I'm into phones. I'm into tech at that point in time, hardcore. And I'm like, let me see what phones are selling in Trinidad. And at the time, the big phone was the S4. So mm -hmm. I'm listening to the conversation. And I remember a customer asked the rep, hey, is this phone waterproof? Now, from the S4, from the, from the S4 and, and older, there was no water-resistant phones from Samsung. Happened yeah. from the S5. So I yeah. know that. I know what the answer is going to be. Sorry, sir. Sorry to disappoint you, but it's not. Uh-huh. The, like, <laughs> the rep is like, yes, the phone is waterproof. You could go underwater. You could scuba dive. You could find Nemo with the phone. And the way this man sold this non-waterproof phone as a flicking submarine that you could go underwater with and do the world, discover mm -hmm. the under, you could find Atlantis with this phone. I'm just looking at this man like, oh my God. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it was just him, but I went into some other stores and it was no better. And where everything really happened for me was I was able to see, okay, I'm into tech. I love to teach. And there's a big gap because if nobody in Trinidad is, is telling the truth or educating about tech, well, maybe there's room for me to start a blog and I could start to blog and do that and, you know, kind of see where it goes. And I, at that point in time, 
I had known, I had known people, I had known some managers. Because th- at this point, when I started, the, when I started the blog, I was living in Trinidad for like, like a year, a year and a half, right? So I, I gotten a little, I gotten a little bit of custom. I met some people who work in a Digicel who who own franchises. So like when I asked them about, you know, hey, what do you guys think about me blogging? And everybody was like. A blog, a tech blog in Trinidad. Trinis don't read. Ain't nobody have time for that tech blog nonsense. Anyone care? You want to talk about who? Huawei? Whoa! What is that? Samsung or Apple? No one cares about nothing else, right? And you know, I, and at first I was like, Nah, man. Listen, the way we do phones in Canada is different. Because we get contracts, the phones are free. There's a big gap. We pay full price. We we pay even more for phones than almost yeah. anywhere else in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, let me talk about it. And I'm like, the strategies of why I would buy a particular phone. Let me talk about it. Let me blog about it. And when I started to blog about it, it took off in no time. Within a month, because the topics I was talking about was so relevant, was so tangible. And then I realized that, you know, Trini's like a little bit of back and out. So my headlines are always, you know, a little, a little on the cheeky side. Ten reasons why you should never have a Samsung. People <laughs> felt disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the ten reasons were like, these are better. These are, these are really good phones. But the headline was just something else, right? So that's really where, you know, I started. Um, that's right. the reason why I came. And I, that's really the reason why I stayed. And I think once... Once I got a taste for, you know, just, just finding my niche, again, perfect timing, all of these skills that I had, my passions at the time, there was a big gap in Trinidad. And I realized also in the other Caribbean islands as well, where there's nobody talking about tech from the Caribbean point of view. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to be able to fill that gap. And because of the timing, right, the market was ready for a change. The market was ready to accept new information because of the timing. Everything just took off from there. And since 2016, when I started, I've never taken a break. I've never looked back because it's been full pace since 2016. Hmm. That, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really <laughs> good. Really, really good. And you, you kind of answer my, you answered my, my next question because mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, you know, what was your reason for getting into entrepreneurship? If it was necessity or if it was just a passion or you know but i got pissed off no i I, listen the reason why i started the reason why i started was because i was pissed off Mm. and it's kind of the reason why we started oh yeah 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 usually the case yeah 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 i was pissed off and i was pissed off i was pissed off for a lot of reasons like i think when i when i when i moved here you know i moved here with with just with so much headache and so much stress, even coming from Toronto to coming over here. Um, and I felt like because of everything I was going on with my life in Toronto, I was, I had issues. I had, at the time, me and my mom were in a good, me and my mom were in a good place together. Um, me and my stepdad were in a good place together. So it was just a lot. And I just felt like when I started, everybody had wrote me off as that is Mrs. McLeish problem child. Mm. That we we have written this man off. I felt mm. like I felt that energy, right? Mm, yeah. Then on top of that, I love tech, and people are doing tech wrong. And it's not just the tech; how they're selling it isn't ethical. 
They're just straight up lying to make a sale. And because nobody's doing it right, and because I'm in a space where I love the technology, and a phone isn't just a phone. In Canada, people are not coming in here and, and just saying, what takes the best phone? What takes the best pictures? People are saying, hey, we have a network of 100 reps. We need to be able to do this. We need to monitor this. We need to do... They're coming with real problems, and we would have to figure out not just the, which phones they needed, but the applications and suite of services to tailor to that person. So mm. you, you're having phone deals of like over $100,000 Canadian deals. So you can't lie. You are problem solving every step of the way. Mm. When you're at Apple, no one's coming to say, I want the latest Mac. No, it's a sound engineer saying, hey, we have a rig. We have a hundred speakers. We were doing this. Or, hey, we're, we're a graphic designer. Or, hey, we're a videographer. We edit in 4K. We need... They're coming with real problems. So you always have to be on the ball. You got to know yeah. your stuff to create yeah. solutions for people. So that's where, for me, I would never lie to somebody over there because that will come back and haunt you. And people, again, yeah. they're solving real world issues. Tech is yeah. a tool. So yeah. mm -hmm. I was pissed off. I was pissed off for that. And I was also, when I started to blog, I just started working at Digicel. And Digicel was one of the worst jobs I ever had, too. And I just, it just, it just some, it, it just baffled me. Why does this sound familiar to me? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, God. I, I, I I'm I good. I've story so many times, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so many times. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I'm so good with everybody at Digicel when I left Digicel. And like, hmm. even now in, 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 in everything that I do, I'm good with all of them, right? So, but it was, Digicel was my worst job ever in life. And I just hated the fact that I hated that I'm, I'm, I'm blogging and while I'm blogging and I'm at Digicel, my blogs are taken up, my blogs are taken off. So I would leave my, I would leave my shift or before my shift, I'm on radio, I'm on TV, I'm talking mm. tech on TV, educating people are calling in with real issues and we're solving it on the, on the phone calls on radio stations or on TV and we're talking tech. So when I come back into work and I'm like, yo, X, Y, and Z is the case. Let's try this. Nobody's taking you on. Nobody gives a damn. And I just got disenfranchised working at Digicel. And after six months, I quit. And I was able to go and launch the Droid Island physical store. Right? Mm. And once I left, I'm blogging. We're selling the products. And, and the, the entire brand just keeps on, on, on blowing up. But... Everything was done from this, this energy as to, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not just proving everybody wrong about the tech. I'm not just proving close friends and family wrong that y'all wrote me off at the wrong time. Mm. But I'm also proving to myself that, yo, I'm not going to be a statistic. And I'm going to do everything in my power not mm. to be a statistic. And again, I've just, it, it, I've always just had that chip in my shoulder. And I think even today, it's, it's not as, it's not as fiery as it was that chip on the shoulder. I'm very passionate yeah. about everything I do, but yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I have to prove anybody wrong. I think I've, mm -hmm. I think I've grown a lot over the, over the years and over the, the course of this journey. And now yeah. I'm just, I just want to see us do better in the Caribbean so we can live better. I mean, I want to be yeah. here. I want to be here. I don't want to worry about the things we worry about. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast. 
you know uh, so yeah that's 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 that <laughs> yeah man that you you touched on so many things there and yeah. one of the things one of the but the three things really that that mm-hmm. stood out to me the first thing was people writing you of that early and i noticed that like a lot of caribbean families too like if mm-hmm. they have maybe like a troublesome child or a child given given a little bit of trouble the first thing they do is like they write them off like no he's no good or she's no good or whatever but it's not that there are so many different layers that cause people to be you know troublesome or is is part of it is attention part of it is like they're trying to find their way so they're trying to explore and you're not giving them the opportunity to explore there's so many different is multifaceted and the reason why people um young people might yeah. cause a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. and they don't have the proper guidance, guidance to, to right. set them on the right way you know and, yeah I mean, go ahead yeah no I there think, you go ahead. I, you know and 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 you saying that um i think i think this year especially because so i have two kids i have my 14 year old daughter she turned 14 this year and i have a seven-year-old son right and my daughter was an angel. Like that girl just never stressed me or her mother out ever. My mm. son, though, my son doesn't stress us out. Then what my son is, my son just is figuring himself out. He, he's figuring, mm. and him figuring himself out is going to test our boundaries for him. But you, I, I, I'm always finding myself, you know, asking him, you know, well, what is on his mind? What is he feeling? What's going on? And just really trying to get him to express himself to see what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, I realized this year, I was such a rebel. And my mom, me and my mom could laugh about it now because mm-hmm. things are good. Mm-hmm. But I was such a rebel because everything that I was doing growing up, a lot of the stuff I didn't like. And I mm-hmm. realized that a lot of the things I'm so interested in, I hated school, but I love to learn. I hated mm-hmm. school, but I love to learn, right? So I was always... I was always in a situation where the teachers were always like, yo, this kid is one of the brightest in the, in the class, but he just doesn't care to do the work. Right. So I realized this year that the things that I'm so passionate about, interested in and me loving to learn about just wasn't really invented back then. <laughs> I didn't care about parabolas. I didn't care about the hypothesis. <laughs> I didn't care about none of that. I don't care about you can't. I don't care about Canadian geography. I don't care about none of that. I didn't care about nothing that I was being taught. But everything that I learned that I was passionate about, I was a sponge. And you don't have to force me to do anything that I want to do. So when I show on my Instagram stories, yo, I'm up at 3 a.m. And I'm reading, I'm doing courses, I'm blogging, I'm podcasting, and I might have a long day, and I'm there at it, getting it done. And then if this was, if this was, you know, when I was working in other places, I'm late to work. I don't want to go to work. I'm dragging my feet. I don't care. So I think this one's like me, buddy. And, oh gosh, and oh big, gosh, Karen. A big, a big <laughs> part of the messaging, a big part of the messaging that we need to have more people realize is that you don't have to do the things that we were taught that we have to do. There are going to be some transferable skills, yes, 
You got to learn. You got to read. You got to learn how to write. You got to learn at least how to do basic maths, right? Transferable skills. But if you can figure out what you actually care about and what you're passionate about, there is a way to do it. And where we get tied up in Trinidad is we keep thinking that because I want to learn how to do, how to make, how to be a mason and make swords. Why the hell would I want to be a mason to learn how to make swords in Trinidad? Who in Trinidad is going to buy a sword? However, that passion for for, for masonry, <laughs> or blacksmithing, I should say, not masonry, but blacksmithing, mm-hmm. that passion could let get you on a show as a blacksmith for Game of Thrones. You just you just target into the wrong audience. So this is where learning how to be digital, learning how to tap into other industries and other countries, learning how to connect with people outside of Trinidad could land you the job that you want or connect with the right people that you want. And I think for me, once I figured that stuff out, I was like, I was set free. And I just don't, I don't feel like I have any boundaries that I did prior to a few years ago. So mm-hmm. it's just, a, it, it, you know, again, my mind is open. My mind is blown at this point. And, and, and again, I realized that that's what held me back. It was being taught a system. And I was always rebelling because I was in a system that I just I never felt good. I never felt like I belonged. I never wanted to do anything I was taught or what I was put in. So it to, to the outside world, I always rebelled. So I was always a problem child. But hmm. entrepreneurs are all rebels because it's going to take a rebel to see something that is working perfectly fine or maybe it's not working fine and say, hmm, I don't like that. I'm going to do something about it. And then people are going to tell you, but who are you? You can't do that. This is what it is. Follow suit. And an entrepreneur is going to have to figure out how to shut all the doubters down and continue. So being a rebel my entire life, this ain't nothing new. I'm breaking rules. I'm breaking the mold. I'm doing that. And Mm. for me, it feels natural because I've always been that. Yeah. Man, I felt like you were reading my life story there, <laughs> because <laughs> because that was that was those things that you said. Like, um, he's one of the smartest guys in the class, but he just doesn't want to do the work. Mm. Like I heard that I heard that doing doing my degree. Like one of one of my lecturers called me into her office, and she was like, "You're so you're so intelligent, but is is it that the work is boring for you?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i love to learn like if something interests me yeah and that was actually one of the reasons why uh i left i left another degree right because i love i love the sciences right i love yeah. chemistry i love physics i love the 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 awe of creating it was really the awe of creating right mm. and university i don't want to call it the university name mm-hmm. but a university locally yeah, sucked all of the creativity out of phys- out of chemistry for me. Sucked it out completely. It was like this is the reaction you need to learn mm-hmm. to be an industry. It's like that's not what I did this for. I did this right. so that I could create something new. Right. I my mind ever since I was a teenager was to create new things, was to innovate. Right. And you taking away innovation from me. So right. And the way the way my mind works, if I am not happy i'm not doing it right right and now the kind of work that we're doing now with this podcast and and now i'm writing i'm i have like five outlines for books lined up <laughs> i'm writing stories now 
like I'm a, I'm up late researching. I'm like, I would ne- I was never doing this when I was doing the other degree. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they need they need to they need to to change the way in which they teach. They need to instead of tell like cramming information into children's heads, they need to guide them to what their passion, what they love to do, what they're passionate about, yeah. and show them how they could leverage that passion. Oh, they could monetize that passion. So here's the problem with that, right? And I think with the article I did and some conversations over the past two weeks, mm. I started to realize how are we going to expect people who are not following their own dreams? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> people who uh... are not people who are not breaking the mold people who are not in spaces where they want because a lot of teachers are not happy. They don't want to be there. Right. And they're also not upskilling themselves either. And the ones that do upskill themselves, leave the profession altogether. Mm -hmm. So where, and this is the question, right? Cause I don't have the answer to this, but, where is this new inspiration, this new information, this new guidance to break the mold? Where is that going to come from? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a, it's a really good question, man. It's, it's not really going to happen. In, it's not going to happen in school, you know. And yep. I've, I've, I've this year, I've been in a situation where I said I wanted to be more active in schools. And I've had the opportunity to speak at some prestigious schools down here I'm a, and, and also some career days from multiple schools, even outside of the prestige bracket. And the reason what the reason why I was able to get brought in every single situation was they're like, yo, you're, you're the outlier. So we have. So I did a career day and it was 10 career stations and they knew that the Karen Rose station, that's the outlier. Here's nine traditional paths. <laughs> Prison guard, air guard, PPPS, <laughs> swerve all. Here, here's that. And then if you're interested in doing this other thing, here's that, right? But I'm still outflanked by all of this other information, right? Now, at the end of it, when there was about, we had like 13 stations rotating. So by the, mm-hmm. by the last couple of groups who went to everything else, I asked the parents and the students, yo, what do you guys feel about the other ones? And Everybody was like, from parents to students, they're like, listen, the only thing that these other career paths solidified is that we don't ever want to be in those other career paths. And I'm not telling everybody to be a digital entrepreneur and start a business. I'm telling everybody there's new skills and a new way to get a job. There's new way to do a business that you need to learn. And even if you want to go work for somebody else, There are skills like learning how to build a basic website, learning how to do a little SEO, learning how to do a little marketing that can help you land your next job. So if you want to stay in a system where you are job hunting like it's the 1990s, where you have a resume, you print it out, you put it in a brown envelope and you go somewhere and drop it off or you read the classifieds for a job, if you want a job (laughs) hunt like that, then of course you're just another you're just another person but if mm-hmm. you learn these new skills that are available that are easy to learn that you don't have to wait for a school to teach you you mm-hmm. just need someone to plant that seed and say hey you could learn how to do this and this is how it could help you and you could take this free course you don't even have to pay 
and do a paid course. Do the free course and let that let, let then go down the rabbit hole from there. If you get those seeds planted, you know, then some of them are going to be like, oh, shoot, well, okay, my goal is to be a graphic designer. I don't care about building websites or SEO or any of this other stuff, but I can see how learning some of these other skills will help me build my career as a graphic designer and get clients and not limit myself. But how is a teacher going to tell you that if they have never done that for themselves? No, <laughs> it's funny because it's not the same thing we, we spoke about recently. As yeah, well. we spoke about this in a, in a previous episode about teachers. Like some of, some of these teachers, they're teachers because they want a salary. Correct. They're not teachers because they're passionate about teaching. Mm-hmm. And, we can, and if, if they understand what the profession of teaching is about, then you wouldn't get, get into it just for the salary. Yeah. yeah, but then you see the, the, the entire system, the entire system is set up in a certain way that it was ma- the, the, the curriculum and the education system was built for a completely different time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's embedded in everything that we do. So this new wave that we are in where education can happen from anywhere, we could learn online, we can get certified online. We don't have to do the traditional things of lawyer, engineer, doctor. But we still have a lot of parents forcing their kids down that road because it's safe or force them to go get a government job because it's safe. But then when they get the degrees, they come out, it's saturated. You're 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 one of the you're one of a thousand people trying to fight for 20 spots and you don't get through. And then it becomes comes a situation where, you know, it's who, you know, at that point, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be. You have the ability now to say, hey, you could jump on Google and say, man, what jobs are in demand? And get a list of 100 jobs in demand. And then you could go get certified online. And then by the time you're done, you you have all access to say, I don't want to fight in Trinidad. Let me go work for a company in, 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 in the Ukraine, in China, while living in Trinidad. And if I can go and make that money, and get paid a different currency, mm-hmm. that currency goes so much further yeah. here, right? Yeah. Because I'm loving it. Like it. It's hard as much as I as much as what bothers me in Trinidad is happening. At the end of the day, it's still a thousand times cheaper to live here in Trinidad than it is in Toronto. So when mm. I get paid from a Canadian client or get paid from a U.S. client, and I get that money in U.S., even though the system is, is just set up in a way where I can't take out the U.S., US yeah. I can still convert it, and that money is still more money than I would have made working for a local company here. And where mm-hmm. am I going to spend the money? I'm going to spend it in the groceries here. I'm going to spend mm-hmm. it with local shows, designers. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. really where I want to help. But then at the same time, I understand why I'm why, – why, well, I'm in a situation that I'm in, mm-hmm. but I can't expect a teacher to do the same thing because they were they're in they're in the system, yeah. and we're teaching them to break the system. I got an invite. Yeah. I got an invite to the most two of the most prestigious schools in Trinidad to go become a speaker, and I, I, we didn't announce it yet, but I laughed. Because I'm, I'm reading the invitation and I'm like, do these guys know like I dropped out of university and then I preach F school? Like, you don't really have to go to school to learn. Like, as long as they know. Well, they'll be in for a big surprise. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But then again, when I'm speaking to them, that's what they're saying. They're like, yo, 
There's nobody else who is going to say the things that you are saying. And unfortunately, we need your perspective. We need people to have a balanced conversation. If you want to go that route, cool. But then here's somebody who's going a different route. And even with the things that he's talking about, even if you decide to be go to traditional, you decide that you want to be a doctor, you want to be an engineer. He is talking about supplementary skills that can help you stand out to land the next job, whether that be locally or internationally. So we still need to bring him in. And I understand that now more than ever. And again, I'm, I'm now in that place where I'm not expecting the schools to be able to teach because they're in that system. They have to teach that system. That's the curriculum that's approved by the system. But at least the fact that, you know, some people in the, in the schools, they're wising up, they're realizing change has to happen and they're not built to teach the change. At least let's bring somebody in that can kind of drop some seats to help the people. So, I mean, that's, that's really all I can expect right now until better can be done. Yeah. And Karen, you mentioned um, that teachers themselves are in the system, right? <laughs> um, but I would also like to say, well, based on what you said about um, parents and students coming by your station, that um, I think also, sorry, tying in with the fact that some parents do still push their children to become doctors, lawyers, engineers. They themselves are stuck in the system. So I think it calls for a whole meant uh, a paradigm shift in total, you know? Yeah, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's not It's not yeah. going to be pretty. I mean, I'm in it. And I, 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 for this year, I, I said that in order for me to make a bigger impact, I need to go where I haven't been before. And that is I need to get into traditional media. Traditional mm -hmm. media still holds a big yeah. hold down here. So let me get yeah, into correct. the papers. Let me get on radio. Let me get into these platforms and start to preach this message. And I'd, I want to say 60% of the feedback is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. And people are appreciative. But then that 40%, their feelings are hurt because it feels like I'm yelling at them. And they're coming back with every excuse as to why yeah. what I'm saying. It doesn't make no sense. It's never going to work in Trinidad. Why should I have to think differently if I yeah. want to be a doctor, then I just want to be a doctor and let me just be a doctor. And yeah. the state needs to open up more doctor. And it's like, now we're just not being realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have, a, we, have a, we have a pandemic in Trinidad. It's called excusitis, right? And, <laughs> and yeah, it's the exact same thing that you have been saying. No one wants to have a paradigm shift to understand that the world is going ahead and we're still stuck in 1964. Correct. Correct. They, they don't Correct. understand it. Be because it requires people to change. And yeah. honestly, people haven't had that come to Jesus moment where it was life or death and they've needed to make that change. Because think about, you know, what is when you, okay, let's look at weight loss. What is really the turning point for people? who decide to go on a weight loss journey? A heart attack or a stroke. Some, some disaster. Some disaster, right? Yeah. Some disaster. And they're like, oh, my, I survived this. Let me get my acts in Together. order to go make, yeah. that, go make that change. And, and it's the same thing for a lot of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are trying to solve problems, right? And you, you're solving a problem that you're either passionate about or you're solving a problem that you're really good at. And... For me, like I said, everything kind of came together because I was pissed off about a bunch of things. 
I'm trying to prove people wrong and I'm trying to prove myself to, to myself that things could be done. And if I didn't have all of the experiences that I had, if I did not see the depths of hell that I did and decide, hey, I need to do something drastic. I need to go and move. I need to go figure my entire life out. I need whatever I was doing didn't work. I need to do something different. If I didn't have that moment, my paradigm shift wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So we don't have enough. We don't have enough. And again, it's painful because you can't force change on people. You can't, as they say, you can bring a, a, I can bring a horse to water, but you can't make yeah, them drink. Can drink I yeah. can't, you can't force somebody to have a paradigm shift. You could bring every point in the book that logically makes sense, where by the time you're done, you're like, man, I don't know how else to help you. I've brought this person, that person. We've said it in a variety of ways. We did a video. We did a graph. We did a chart. We did, we did everything. And you still don't get it? It's not their time. And people are going to change when they're ready to change. And who knows? That change might be on their deathbed. And they might not be able to do something about it. Right? And for the rest of us who are on the other side of it, it's painful because they could be holding us back or they could be causing more harm than good. Take a look at, you know, the situation happening. We need a paradigm shift at the highest level. Mm -hmm. Who's going to go in there and beat them to go and see that that change? Right? (laughs) You know? So we just have to figure things out and control what we can control. Um, but again, it, it, it's going to be painful. So again, the change isn't going to happen overnight, but as long as we keep spreading the seeds that we can and control what we can control, somebody's going to change. One person's going to change one person. And if, as, as what is that mural in Beatum? Each one teach one, that, that African proverb? Mm-hmm. If yeah. that, that will happen, and it does happen, right? We're all yeah. making our impact. Um, and eventually, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime, but eventually things are going to change. It's going to be slow. It's going to be hard, but mm. we can't go backwards. Right. Yeah. So let's see if, let's see if we could make a paradigm shift with today's topic. Because yes. I know a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys, <laughs> they're suffering, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's see if we could, let's see if we could make a paradigm shift yeah. agree. with, with this agree. topic. So. Let me ask you the question, Karen. Should women be a man's priority when single? That is such that is such a now okay, are we talking about I see clarification? Are we speaking about men working a nine to five? Or are we speaking about men who are entrepreneurs in their startup phases? Because this is two different types of men, two different mindsets mm-hmm. that are going to approach this differently. That, that is that is very very true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I was actually yeah. thinking of both of them, but okay. Um, so like let's let's yeah, in general. So let's let's work on the nine to fives first. Okay, because they have they tend to have more of the nine to fives. Yeah, right. So if a man. And this is again, everybody, this is our opinion. This is a discussion. People could have a difference of opinion. These are our opinions, right? Yep. Yep. Please don't come with the burning crosses. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I run from these topics because I'm like, man, I, 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 I'm still coming up. They're going to kill me before I make it. <laughs> you know, so here, here, here's my thing, right? I think if you are somebody working a nine to five and you're in your career job, and you 
have finished school, you're in your career, and you're single working nine to five, at that point, I feel like, yes, you should start looking at settling down, right? Um, if you feel, and I think, I think you got to ask yourself, and again, we're thinking of the nine to five man first. I think if you've accomplished what you did in school, you got into a job where you feel secure, I think if you can ask yourself the question of, do I feel ready to settle down? Because some guys just got their, just finished school, just got their career job. This is the first time they have money to play with. They might have been ugly their whole life and never had girls growing up. So now they're in the gym, they're working out, they got money. Now is their time to wild out, right? <laughs> Get that out of your system. If you feel like you ain't live, Get that out of your system. Go and do what you need to do. Go travel, go run, go do what you got to do. The only thing I could say for that man is be honest with yourself as to where you are and be honest with the woman you're going after. Hey, I done spent 10 years in doctor school. I now making money. I was fat my whole life. I have a six pack now. Let me live. Be honest. Woman will appreciate it and woman will make the decision as and say well whether or not they're going to mess with you and i think we we as men we don't allow women to make that choice and we just lie and say we want things and then it's something yeah. else right yeah. and i we spoke about this in another episode prior as well it's one of is nice. literally nice. one of the superpowers that men need yeah. We need to be honest with ourselves and we need to be honest with the woman that we approach and we need to tell them, listen, I'm not ready for no long-term relationship. I'm just looking to get it in and to move have fun, on. To have fun. And let them make the decision. And th listen, and today's woman, nine out of ten are like, thank you. All right. You know what? Shoot. And they're going with it too. Mm -hmm. They're going yeah. with it too, you know? Now, I think, I think the issue to me, the bigger issue is entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial men. I think there's mm. a much bigger issue there, right? Yeah. So yeah. with men in a nine to five, I think if you have done your school, you're finished, you're in a job that you feel comfortable with, um, ask yourself, are you ready to settle down? Be honest with yourself. And I think if you are, then yes, because you, 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 you've put yourself in a position where you want to be, right? Now, should, I want you to put that question up, put the question up again, put the question up again. Should a woman be a man's priority when single and starting a business? Mm. Whoa. No. <laughs> Run for no. the hills. No. No. <laughs> it should not be a priority because let me tell you, let me, let, let's, let's, let's break this down. Let's have this discussion. When an entrepreneur, man or woman, but we're speaking from men right now, right? Mm -hmm. When an entrepreneur is in the startup phase, they're now getting their, they're now getting the business together. They're now getting their funding. Maybe they're, maybe they're working a full-time job and saving and building the business on the side, whatever the situation is. When they're building that business, every dollar is critical. If I'm working nine to five, if I go out with you on a date, if I put money in the car, if I take a ride share, if I buy an outfit, if I pay for the meal, we go somewhere nice and we spend $1,000 in the restaurant, some food, two, three drinks. 
It's a thousand dollar evening plus, right? Mm-hmm. As a nine to five man, I know in the back of my mind if the date was bad, man, it is what it is. I'll go make that. I get that money back at the end of the month. It ain't that critical, right? When you are building that business, every dollar spent away from investing back in your business is taken away from your business. Mm -hmm. So for a man who is single, starting their business, and it's more critical to me for men because what happens on first dates? Women are already judging. Can you provide the Mm -hmm. first date meal, right? Mm -hmm. I I seen a post just yesterday talking about this guy asked a girl out and they went for ice cream at Hagen Daz and the ice cream came up for the $37. He didn't take ice cream, just her. And when the, the cashier rung it up and said $37, he stepped back and to the side and did this. And the girl was like, and she got the ice cream and went home. She didn't see, and the man is messaging her down. What is that one? What going on with you? And she's like, no, nah, you can't be serious, right? So, so, <laughs> so it is expected. And even if it's not expected, women are watching. Even if you go halves, they're watching you. Hey, first date, we went halves, mm-hmm. right? If you get yourself a good girl who's making her money, who is has some independence, she doesn't mind that you went half. She'll chip in, right? Mm. But remember, they're watching that. And then if you pay for everything, that's the expectation. I think globally, mm. that's the expectation. Women mm. ask a man, oh, the first two, three dates is on you. So in my mind, already out the gate, if I'm interested in a woman enough, I'm already thinking, do I have enough for the first two or three dates? Where would I go? We, and I know you guys have been there. Okay, we're dating. You know, I might not have money. I'm starting my business, but I really like this girl. Where can I go that's within budget? I could take her to a McDonald's ice cream. Nah, she's going to cold. Maybe I'll pretend to be romantic. Hey, let's go take a walk around the savannah and buy a snow cone on the side. And maybe she'll forget about the expense because we just had a magical experience. We had an experience. We had a magical experience. (laughs) What was missing was the the magic carpet. (laughs) There we go. So, men, we start to stress ourselves out because it's like, yo, I have the business. The money I have to I have to keep and reinvest into the business, and when you start to go on dates, and these dates are not cheap. Hmm. Went out the other day, I realized yo the bill is a thousand dollars. I'm like, man, if I didn't have a thousand, wow, <laughs> right? That's you're spending money that could be going back into your business. So should it be your priority as a starting entrepreneur? No, get yourself into a situation where the business is where you feel comfortable and it doesn't need to be, you know, you know, a situation where the business is making all sorts of money, but it just needs to be in a situation where taking money out of the business is not going to hurt you because a thousand dollars, that could be ads. That could be a course. That could be a tool. That could literally be the money you need to make it to the next month. Hmm. And your money as an entrepreneur doesn't just replenish 
It doesn't no. replenish just no. like that. No. On the 22nd of every single month, bam, you got a new 10,000 to work with. No, it don't work like that, right? Every dollar spent has to make you money. And if I'm spending that money outside badly on a woman, a woman who's not serious, a woman who's not trying to, you know, she's just here to have fun on your tab, mm. right? That doesn't do anything for me. Mm. I was I was seeing somebody, I was seeing somebody last year and it was at a point where I spent more money trying to help them get them than I did on me. And at the end of the day, guess what? They woke up and just said, deuces. deuces. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then you're not, wow. you're, you're left with what? Nothing. Mm. <laughs> There's That's no funny. return. Mm -hmm. There's no return. Now, if I didn't have it, like if, if, that, if that situation happened, right? If that situation happened, say three years ago, two, three years ago, even two years ago, right? That would have hurt my pockets. That could have sent me into depression. That could have messed me up. And this is the other reason that it hurts entrepreneurship, man, even more. If we all know when you're doing your business, your head has to be in the game. You got to be on 10 every single day or close to it. If mm -hmm. I'm going through a bad situation and that sets me into a spiral and now I can't show up for my business, the market doesn't care whether you went through a breakup or not. The market don't care. The market's going to go to somewhere else. You've lost your business in the process of pursuing mm -hmm. a woman. And then guess what's going to happen? You lose your business or you're struggling. You think you're going to get the next woman? No, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. get the next woman. You're not because now you're a broke ass bum. <laughs> 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 you're and they're here talking down to you like like you're some scrub and you mm -hmm. can't hit them with you know last year i was making that 50k a month that, okay la last year i was balling you should have oh, you missed out on the train <laughs> i was taking the previous girl on trips we was eating we was eating caviar we was doing the month and the girl's like oh really okay girl, you can't do none of that today yeah cool story bro Cool story, bro. Deuces. <laughs> you can't do nothing for me. I can't see no future with you. And then because you're an entrepreneur, it's hard for you to sell somebody a dream. Yeah. It's hard for you to buy, hey, I'm working on this. And if I get it to where it needs to be, it's going to be good. It's hard for you. You got to show yeah. and prove. Or I should yeah. say, you got to prove it first and then show it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's, again, two different men, two different mindsets. But if you're an entrepreneur, nah, it can't be the priority. You got to get to a place first and then you know when you spend a thousand dollars it doesn't hurt you so now if i go out i know what i have it doesn't hurt me and if it's gonna hurt me then we're, go we're gonna take long walks around the savannah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually leads me into my, um, to my next question mm -hmm. would you say that as an entrepreneur it's better to date someone of like mind as in another entrepreneur, another upcoming entrepreneur, someone who's already established, if you're already established, mm. something like that? Yes, 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 yes. So that is, is a life hack 101. If you, you, you as a man, you have to get a girl who is in one or two places or else it's just not going to work. She has to be in business for herself as well. And you guys can relate, even if you guys are busy, because she's building her business, you're building your business, but you guys can relate. 
and you guys understand what each other is going through. You will support each other. There's nothing sexier than, you know, you're struggling in something in your business and your girl is like, man, you're a bum. I got that. Look, look, step aside. Let me handle that for you and vice versa. You can help her with her business. There's nothing better than that. If you guys are both entrepreneurs and you guys can help each other and motivate each other, keep each other accountable, great. The second type of woman that you that you would have to get in order for it to work is even if the girl is a nine to five girl, she has to be that person that is just super supportive and understanding that, yo, you don't have a you don't have a, a set schedule. You can't make the plans. Hey, Friday, five o'clock. You know, it's our time. Like, it's hard, right? Yeah. And she has to be willing to accept that, that, hey, your days are not the same. Your schedule is erratic. Listen, as long as she sees you making time to give her time and she understands that, yo, right now you're trying to take over the world and you're doing it. I'm there. I'm with you. I'm supportive. You. Anything you need, I'm there. And you're giving her that time. You're, you're figuring out how to give her that time. Then it works. However... Anybody who is not an entrepreneur and doesn't understand what an entrepreneur goes through on a mental level and is not willing to support an entrepreneur through the ups and downs, month today we might be balling. Next month we might be broke, but that's all a part of it. If you can't handle that and you can't handle the erratic schedules because you need stability or a fixed mm -hmm. schedule in your mind to function, there are some women that... They want when five o'clock hits, 5.30, you're home and it's her time. Yeah. Turn mm -hmm. off your phone, right? Yeah. It's never going to work. So she either has to be an entrepreneur and understands, or if she's a nine to five person, she has to be in that space where she understands. She's mm -hmm. there with you. She's rocking with you. You guys are giving you each other the time that you guys can. And she's good with that and super supportive. Anything mm -hmm. else, it doesn't work. It's going to fall apart. And as a man, that's going to stress you the frig out. You're going to lose all your hair, right? That <laughs> ain't coming back. It ain't coming back. <laughs> and it's problem, you know? And you're going to set yourself up for a downward spiral where you're not even going to be able to show up for yourself in your own business. And then it's just, it's downhill from there. Yeah, and I think, I think, Karen, and Ron, um, that again, just to reiterate, conversations need to ha be have be had in in order to to discuss and trash this out, you know, to see each other's perspectives. And as we earlier mentioned, and so many times we mentioned before, we need to be first of all intentional, right? And we need to be honest with ourselves and with the other person, right? That's that is important, right? Yeah. So again, we stress on that, guys. Yeah. Right. I was going to mention the intentional aspect. Like, guys, have to learn to date with intention. Mm -hmm. Don't just date oh. someone because you finally have a six pack yeah. or, or you're looking or, good, you're smelling good, or, or, or her ass is big. Or, no, mm. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Right. And that's why a lot of people are getting into problems. Problems. You're just looking at the at the outline and not looking at the mind and one of the biggest i think one of the biggest problems plaguing our generations is this let me grab it hold on, hold on. this this is one of the biggest problems that we face we don't have men and women doing personal development 
We don't have people in our generation willing to say, hey, let me pick up a book. Let me read. Let me go see a therapist. We are all not well. We are, we are working on some outdated programming from previous generations, which is why so many of our parents have divorced, right? It's hard to find parents who are still together 30, 40 years who are still happy. They just might still be together because divorce was just never the thing to do and that's their credo, right? Mm -hmm. But the majority of our parents are all divorced and we're in broken homes, but we don't have people willing to say, yo, there's, even if I don't feel like there's something wrong with me, I still feel like I should be responsible for my own personal development. Let me go pick up. There's so much resources. There's so much books to start your personal development journey. But again, if you haven't had that come to Jesus moment where you feel like, you know, your life isn't, you know, because, because I, I realized, and I think one of, I think with my last situation, I dated somebody who never went through anything or who never went through anything or who, who in their mind never really went through anything traumatic or perceived mm. to be bad or never really had any downs. Mm. So they, as, as they, they worked on themselves. Yes, but you could tell there was just, there was just levels to it. And there's yeah. things that I'm willing to do. There's, there's, there's depths of my personal development that I'm willing to go that other mm. people aren't going to go because they've just never had to. Right. So we, we, we frown upon therapy. We frown mm. upon personal development. Most people today think personal development is going to the gym and then posting about it. You out here talking <laughs> about you're working on your arms, but your ass is in the, is in, is in the whole photo. Or you out here with, with men, motivational quote about how much you grind and you're just working on a six pack. And I'm just like, I, I just don't get the correlation. You know, so personal development... <laughs> isn't just you looking good for the gram as far as i'm concerned if you're telling me you're working out for you that doesn't need to be on the gram but the minute you're working out and every single day and you're not a personal trainer you're not a personal trainer every single day all you do is gym 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 with deep socrates and plato quotes and you more woke and spiritually inclined than everybody else and you more healed <laughs> You more healed than everybody else? Miss me. There is something called toxic spirituality. Toxic personal development. It's not, it's no longer personal development. No. You <laughs> You're preaching. So You're preaching right now, Karen. You're preaching. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on social media development. Yeah, correct. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? So we're gonna we're gonna post every workout to show our ass or show our abs. And, and that is how we show that we are more personally developed than other people. No way on earth. So again, we're competing with social media and the need with people's egos and them trying to build their self-esteem through external validation. As entrepreneurs, we're competing with all of that stuff. And you get that girl who you feel is put together online. And then you say, hey, and you guys connect and you guys take it offline. And thousands of dollars later, you realize, shit, I was duped. <laughs> Catfish. Catfish. <laughs> that's, 
that's something else. That ain't it, it, that's that's digital stuff, right? Yeah. And we we and and again and that's and, and and we see that happening a lot, a lot. So, men, you're building that business. You get caught up. Just don't be in that situation where the money that you take out from the business, the time that you take out of the business to go and pursue a woman, it should not hurt you in the process. If you can lose that $1,000, no problem. You'll make it back. You're at a situation where you know you can make it back. If you don't have to spend, because we know entrepreneurs will quit their, their job, that you work eight hours to go and work 50 hours, <laughs> to go work to go work every minute of every single day, right? If you can take that time away from your business and it doesn't hurt the business, then that's a good time to start saying, okay, you know, I, I, can, I can go out and start to date and, and pursue that because it's a risk. And you're not sure to get anything back, but you could lose in the process. Yeah, yeah. So guys, listen, <laughs> men, everything that we said in the previous episodes, you see is coming back and it's not even coming back from us. Correct. Right? It's coming <laughs> back from Caribbean business strategist, Karen Rose. <laughs> Business so, extraordinaire. So we're not. So we weren't talking out of our backsides for the past two months, yeah. right? This is this is something that everyone who's trying to move towards something better, they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Personal development is a must, right? Dating with intention is a must. must. You can't just date someone just because she's beautiful. Ladies, you can't date a man just because he smells good, he has on Burberry cologne, and he has a six-pack. Yep. You have to be intentional about dating. And that is, that is something that is not, it just doesn't happen. If your intention is to have fun, then both parties need to be on that same, that same wave. And, and when both parties are on that wave, it works. The fun works. But it yep. can't be that one person is out here trying to settle down and find love and the other person is 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 out here and they're just here for a good time. Look at the situation with, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we brought this up. Look at the situation with um, our guy, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Mm. Hmm. Oh 30, <laughs> 30, I have so much too many things to say. They're, they're both successful, right? And that's a whole topic by itself, but just, just, just we'll take a point from it. They're both successful. He is 35. It took him a while to become Michael B. Jordan. And now at 35, he's like, man, I don't have it all. I focused and got where I needed to be. I had my fun. I'm ready to settle down now. Right? Mm -hmm. You went and found somebody 10 years younger than you. Where she, she has it all, too. She always had it all. Mm -hmm. Your dad is, is Steve. Steve. Right? So you always had it all. You grew up having it all. So your money, you know, that, but she's, she's young. She's here for a good time. And we don't know. That could, that's a situation where Michael, Michael B. Jordan, that's the first time he proposed to a woman. What happens when Michael B. Jordan goes into depression and she's out here? Because he, 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 he's still doing his craft, right? What happens if he's seeing her move on Doing her thing, and the man gets into a depression. Oh, I'm sure he has because yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he has, right? 
But he's at a place in his life where, you know, he has his money. He's settled into his career. So it's not going to, he still has a cushion. But for somebody, when you're in that place as a man and you're starting out and you go through something like that, same situation, Michael B. Jordan, and you now starting out your business, that depression could kill your entire business one time. Yeah. Yep. And you might never be able to rebound. Mm. Right? Which, again, just fits. It's a perfect example. Michael B., I'm glad it happened to him when he was successful, when he yeah. has millions. Yeah. Somebody yeah. on the come up, men ain't rebounding like that. And then if they don't rebound quick enough, they lose their business, go into further depression, and it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually remember when I started a business before, back in like 2015, and my then girlfriend didn't understand. And before, <laughs> before I knew it, someone someone took my place. <laughs> yeah. So, I, what happened? Hmm. I, I see, and again, you're starting that business. The money, the time, the resources are going into that. And if they can't understand that, if you don't have a partner that understands, this is for both men and women. If the partner doesn't understand that, and they go and replace you, hey, cool. Like I get it. You need, you want what you want, and I wasn't giving it to you. But we could have done this differently. And if yeah. if, if, if it, it could have been done differently. And if it's done in a way where it's behind the back and it's cheating and da 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 da, and you go slip into a depression, listen, it's hard, especially as a man, because what does society what does society depict men as, as mm-hmm. the meal ticket, as the provider? Yeah. And if you can't come to the table with your stuff together, if you can't fig- if you can't show a woman, I can provide you security, I I can provide. Period. Then they're already looking at you as a waste of time. They're not giving you the time. Yeah. Women don't have to come to the table showing that they can provide for us. It don't work like that. Men will take a broke woman. <laughs> yeah. Men will take a broke woman. Men Fact. will take a broke woman. That money, money from a woman doesn't matter to men. Doesn't matter yeah, to men. Like, like when, when you think about it, right? When a man is talking about a girl to his boys, it's like, man, she's she's so beautiful yeah. and she's so nice. And she's so warm and welcoming and nothing about money. <laughs> nothing. When, girl, if, when girls talk to their girlfriends about, about a guy, it's like, and he has a really nice car. And his house has like five bedrooms. Yeah. And he has a six pack. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and the funny thing is, the icing on the cake for them is, and he listens. That's the <laughs> That's the icing on the cake, right? But and then for men, and then for men, it's oh my god, she's this, she's that, she's amazing, you know, she's down to earth. We could talk this. I love what she does, I love what she's about. The icing yeah. on the cake is and she and she makes money and she can buy me something. Men are like, What? Marry that what? girl. <laughs> like, like, she bought you lunch, <laughs> she yeah, bought yeah. you shoes. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> this is this is listen. That is always mind-boggling to me. She yeah, bought yeah. you things. <laughs> yeah. She, she supported in money. more ways than one. <laughs> Financially, right? Emotionally, mentally. 
Men, not, men don't ever study. Men that men that are serious about settling down. I think we'll put that out there. Yeah, men, yeah, men who are serious, serious about settling down. Men who are serious mm-hmm. about settling down, they're never, they don't care about their woman's money. Because at that point, guess what? When you guys are going out, if, you're, if your man has it, you think, he, you think he wants to hear about you paying for something? And every single time you go out with your girl and your girl says, babe, put that away, man. I got it today. Men feel like... Oh God, I feel so vulnerable. <laughs> that was just yes. today. Yes, yes. That yes. was just today. <laughs> like my girl was like, "Don't worry, babe. I got lunch." I was like, "Me? <laughs> Me? I do not deserve this." <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm my top shelling. And listen, and the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is you go to a restaurant, right? And it could be that you have paid for the last hundred meals, but your girl's taking you out. No problem. But you'll get that time where the girl is paying. And when the when the, the when the when the bartender, the waitress, when they come and they say, Okay, you ready to pay the bill? Yes, they look at the man. <laughs> they automatically look at the man. So when the girl says, No, it's I'm paying for it, there are times where the bartender or the waitress is looking at you like. Yeah. Are you paying for this? Yeah. Yeah. And those things happen. I've gotten those that look. Things... I've gotten that look. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> things. And it just it just goes to show that again, the expectation from the from society is that the man is handling everything, right? Yeah. So yeah. ain't no but ain't no man, ain't no girl coming to you and you can't you're not serious. You're not you, you don't you're not able to show her a plan that hey, we date, we get together, I have this. I, I'm secure. I can handle us, right? We just want to know that you're gonna be there. <laughs> that I'm gonna be held at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't starve. I'm not expecting you to be making the meals, but I just want to know I won't starve. I like being, yeah. I like being a little spoon. <laughs> 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 you know, so yeah, man. <laughs> there's this there's a little five two girl a little like, with the with the leg with yeah, the leg, yeah. leg up the leg up <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness so so Karen what what do you think uh the steps that that men who are trying to be budding entrepreneurs take as it relates to to dealing with this dating thing because you know we can't yes we want to focus on our business but we we don't have one blinders like horses really like mm-hmm. we'll see someone that piques our interest so how what what steps do you think men should take to you know navigating the whole dating scene as a as a upcoming entrepreneur Oh, man, this is, I could only give my speculation because I haven't been successful, <laughs> but I can give, I can give my, I can give my two cents, you know, what I, what I, what I feel. I, and I'm also speaking to myself as well. Right. So I think you're absolutely right. We don't have blinders. We don't have blinders. Right. And your, 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 your will to build what you're trying to build is going to be tested, especially when you are looking on social medias. so i think if you're at a position where you know the business is early you're not at a place where again taking that money out isn't going to hurt you 
I mean, sorry, is going to hurt you if you if you go on this date, if you take out this money from the business or you take this time away and you go and you try to go on a date. If you're in that position where that can hurt your business, then you need to be really intentional, as intentional as you could possibly be about that person and where that's going. Right. Because, again, this is not money that just comes back into your bank account if you're working a nine to five. But nine to five, you could take chances. You could take your risk, spend the bad money. You'll get it back. But early stage entrepreneur, you got to really be intentional. Have conversation. Talk as much as you can. Just, just get to a point where you yourself feel like, hey, you know what? I'm willing to take that chance. This is a risk. I'm taking $1,000. This, this could hurt the business a bit. But that girl, might be, that girl could be the once-in-a-lifetime person. Mm-hmm. And have some self-control. So if you take that gamble... Because business is a gamble. Mm-hmm. If you take that gamble on that person and it doesn't work out, then have some self-control to not put yourself in that situation every other week. Give yourself that breathing space. Mm-hmm. Wait up two months, three months. Make that money back. Get yourself in another posi- another situation where you might find somebody, have a conversation, feel good about it. But again, you have to be really because you're watching your budget. You're watching your money. We're talking to early stage men who are now building their business where time away from the business hurts the business. Money taken away from the business hurts. Have some self-control. And if you do not have self-control, then guess what? Something's going to crash. The business is going to crash. And if a woman doesn't feel like you can provide or provide any sort of security or doesn't look like you have a plan or look like you could sink her in the process, you're not landing a good woman either. Hmm. So you got to have some self-control. And then for men who you have your business, the money isn't going to hurt you, you can take a bit more chances. You can take a bit more risk. But again, everything needs to be with intention and just know where your business is at, know what your what your what your budget's about. I would say I think one of the best tips I've heard to date as an entrepreneur is set a budget for entertainment every month. So if that if that budget is a thousand dollars for the month, then you can have fun up to a thousand dollars. And if you cross a thousand dollars, that's it. If you have to decline a date because you have already exceeded your thousand dollars then it's a decline. I got to I gotta hit you up the next time I have budget for entertainment mm. because you can't have it both ways. There has to be balance. There's got to be discipline. And, I, and, and when I heard that, I remember the guy giving, um, I don't remember his name, but I remember he was like, yo, there was a girl, there was a girl who locked him off because his budget was X amount of money and what she wanted to do exceeded the budget. And he was like, well, I can't afford that. Not that he couldn't afford it. It just exceeded his budget. Budget, right. And even when he didn't feel like he had to explain that, because she's looking at him crazy. What do you mean you can't afford five islands? Right? Mm -hmm. Even when he had to explain, well, it's not I can't afford it. I just have a budget for entertainment. We're dating. This is not, you're not my gal. You're not my wife. You know, okay. where I'm willing to do, you know, the, I, I'm dating. Where I'm trying to figure you out and feel you out. Mm-hmm. We can do something else. I can't do that this month because I've already exceeded my budget for entertainment. If she doesn't understand that, 
and blocks you, hmm. his, he was he was like, I dodged a bullet. Yeah, men, and men. Because it would have been worse. It would yeah. have been worse. It would have been worse. It would have yeah. been worse. So that's the that's the advice that I'm following. I think that advice is one of the best because again, we don't have blinders. We do need time to relax, unwind, and do other things other than business. And some of the best business ideas comes when I don't know you're drinking or you're sliding down a water slide. Oh shit! <laughs> Let me get off this ride. I need to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's fine. But set, have a budget. Have a budget, whatever that budget is. If, if that budget is 500 TT, until better could be done, stick to 500 TT. That is movies. That is, you know, that is, that is snacks. That is, you know, that is desserts. You know, that is a long walk around the savannah uh, with a snow cone. You yeah, know, that's, that's doubles. That's, you know what I mean? That is you buying a flower based product. That's expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. Exactly. A flower based product. You have expensive taste. What? A sahina? A croissant? A croissant? That's French. Oh, gosh. Hey. Oh. Have have that budget, stick to it, and you know what? I think you're going to put yourself in a better situation because you're managing your budget, you're managing your business, but you're still going out and having some fun. And then it also gives you the, it also gives you the opportunity to, to see where some of the characters, uh, mm-hmm. where, where some of the characteristics of some of these ladies that you're dating. There are going to mm-hmm. be some that are like, nah, I'm not trying to hear that. There's going to be some that are like, yo, I understand. Hey, let me find some cheap events. I'm seeing I'm seeing some of my some of my homegirls that are making good money that are like, man, I want a cheap day too because I'm in business. I ain't even yeah. trying to spend no big amount of money. So, so they they're doing hikes. Yeah. They're, correct. They understand. Mm. They're doing hikes. They're going up beach run. They're doing bike rides. They're doing zip line. They're doing things that are fun. We can have an experience that are not that are easy on both people's budgets. And that's a woman who's gonna respect. That you're doing something and also respect that, hey, this guy has a budget. This man clearly is serious. He's not out here just ex- spending excessively. Huh, this might be man to keep. <laughs> yep. They're yep. great. And, and it also it also shows, again, sticking to budget also shows discipline. You know, you it go. shows that discipline. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I think I think I think that's a I think that's a great piece of advice. And Again, I'm sticking to that too because we all know that you know the dates, the dates can get out of hand real quick, and if you don't have it, if it's gonna hurt you, it's, it, it's gonna hurt you. Your money yeah. isn't coming back on the 22nd yeah. of every month. You got to go out and yep. really work for that. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, guys, you heard it from the horse's mouth. I didn't hear it from us. <laughs> You heard it from Mr. Keron Rose. Himself. Himself. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, Keron, listen, man, I'd just like to say thanks so much again for, for being a part of this episode. Yes, it was, uh, so this, this conversation was so much fun. This is, this is the most amount of fun I've had on this podcast so far. So far, yes. I, I was worried in the beginning. I was like, man, this topic. Uh, the groups out there on social medias. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it, it's good. And again, I, I, I thank you. 
thank you for bringing me on because again this is a topic that you know we we need to talk about more and it's not talked about enough we know yeah. that you know everybody needs love everybody needs to, to unwind everybody wants to go out on a date you know yeah. but when to do it how to do it you know the repercussions when you're not thinking about it all of these are real things that we're all going through but we're definitely yeah. not speaking enough about especially from the men's perspective mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah so woman got <laughs> Woman got that covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So thanks again so much. Um, don't don't log off yet because we want to want to talk to you behind the scenes. Yeah, a no bit further. further. A bit further. Um, but guys, this was an amazing episode. Yes. Right, I had so much fun. Yes, <laughs> this, we had so much. Fun. This, we had so much fun. Uh. <laughs> Again, uh, thanks to Kieran for all of his help, all of his expertise. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode, which is also another good topic. Yes. Right? Yes. So, thanks for, for joining this live conversation. Right? And again, we just want to remind you guys to like, subscribe, and share. Right? And also, um, if you guys do enjoy our content, Please feel free to share with friends, family, and you can, you all can drop a comment or two. Yeah, leave a you comment know. or two or ten or a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and we try to address them as best as we can. All right, all right, guys. Thanks again. Thanks again. Take, Take care. care.